How is everybody? Yeah, yeah, good answer. Real answer, yeah. Um, so uh, it, is, it is really good to see you. Uh, we are in a, um, by the way, I've been wanting to say this all week, hot enough for you? <laughs> Seems like it was like two weeks ago, it was icy and snowing out, but um, enjoy the weather, right? Um, we're in a series on the fruits of the Spirit. We've titled it Got Fruit. And uh, we've learned from Galatians, the book of Galatians chapter 5, that there are these um, nine fruits of the Spirit, and we've been going through them one after the other. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, covered those already. Today we're going to talk about goodness, um, and then we have faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control to go yet. Um, now, one of the things I just want to kind of remind you of right up front is that we've been learning that these are fruits or character traits that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, when we walk with Jesus, kind of grows inside of us. And so they're not so much things that we work on ourselves, although we can kind of work on them or at least cooperate with the Spirit, but literally there are things that God wants to do inside of us when we begin to grow spiritually. And as I mentioned, uh, we're going to talk about goodness today have a couple of jokes. So often I will pick um, lighthouse jokes. Um, I realized today that I picked jokes that um, were d more Dale jokes, um, like a little higher level of sense of humor. And uh, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. And um, they, you know, the, the thing is, is you can often tell, you know, when somebody tells a joke um, or even a shares a message kind of, you know, where they're at in life. So I have an age joke and then another joke. Okay, here we go. An elderly man arrives, arrives from bingo. He arri Let me start over. An elderly man arrives home from bingo and his wife comes running up to him. Thank goodness you're home. I was watching the news and apparently a lunatic is driving down the wrong side of the freeway. He says, a lunatic? There were hundreds of them. <laughs> Tough getting older, I'll tell you. I looked out of my living room window yesterday in horror to see a crowd gathered around a crashed motorcyclist. So I quickly put on my coat, my shoes, and I rushed outside. I pushed through the crowds, shouting, Let me through! Let me through! I finally managed to get to the front of the crowd, and a woman turned to me and said, Oh, thank goodness, are you a doctor? I replied, No, but that's my pizza. <laughs> Higher level of sense of humor. Here is our question. Uh, define or describe a good day. Define or describe a good day. If you would like to answer the question, uh, Flint and James are going to run mics. You stand up, speak directly in the mic. Give us a brief answer, but we're okay with a little description. By the way, um, we don't need just Sunday school answers. You can have be an honest answer about a good day. So here we go. My name is Tamara. For me, um, a good day starts with a good night's sleep the night before, which is getting harder and harder to get as I get older. 
Thank you, Tamara. Describe a good day. Who else would like to share? Friday, I'm Petra. Friday, I had my two teeth pulled, and I still feel good today. Hey. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. Hi, I'm Misty, and my uncle says that if you wake up, you're, it's already a good day. Ah. That's good. Who else be willing to share? Define or describe a good day. Hi, I'm Ashley. Um, to be quite honest, a good day is when my emotions don't go out of control when I have control of my own emotions and things just go smoothly. Ah, good answer, honest answer. Anybody else? All right, in the back, we got a couple of hands. Yeah, I have a little puppy and she runs my house. And I am just so grateful God gave me my dog. <laughs> yeah, very good. Thank you. A good day is when I can agree with the kids I used to teach about tattling, that no, I'm, nobody's hurt, the toilet's not exploding, and nothing is on fire. Oh. Good mom answer. A good day to me is when I can fill my grandkids up with sugar and sweets and then send them home. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, anybody else want to share? Yeah, sober day is a good day. Uh, amen to that. I would say a good day is when I wake up and I realize I hadn't indulged in my addiction. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you for your honesty, guys. Um, one more? Anybody else? Anybody else? One more? One more. All right. We'll finish up with Kathy up here. Wait, 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 wait. We've got to get the microphone. <laughs> got to get the mic. Here we go. I can make it. A good day for me would be no physical pain at all. No pain? Is that what you said? Yeah. Physical pain? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Love the honesty and the transparency um, of our church family. Um, it's uh, interesting in many ways, I think we overuse the word good. Um, for example, you know, good morning or good day um, or how are you? I'm good. Um, or I saw a good movie, a good show. I have a good team. I have a good job. I have a good life. Um, I have good friends, or this one I hear all the time, um, Dale, you have good jokes, or a, a good message, more jokes than message probably, but, and uh, um, we use the word all the time, but we don't really define it, you know, often. Uh, on the other hand, um, I think we also know when life isn't good. Or when things aren't good. And, you know, we have all sorts of words and phrases and adjectives for not good. 
Bad, of course, is one of them, but we might say, oh, it's been a horrible day. Or, you know, how are you? Ugh. Is that the answer you gave? Yeah. Um, the movie show I watched was boring. Or I have a terrible team this year. Or I have a, you know, a going nowhere job. Or my job sucks, and we know that ain't good, right? Um, I have, I need new friends. Or, um, Pastor, your message put me to sleep. Huh. Not good. And so, you know, we kind of we kind of know when something is good, but we don't really spend a lot of time defining it. Well, what I want to do today is I, I want to define it a little bit with us, particularly from a biblical standpoint. And there's going to be a couple of layers of, of meaning um, and good, and so I hope you hang with me. Uh, the first one that I want to share with you is that biblically the word good or goodness um, really is defined in this way. We'll have it up on the screen here. Um, Goodness is pure or purity, righteous or righteousness, and godliness. Ouch. Um, That's kind of tough stuff. Um, You know, when I kind of, you know, looked that up and and gave it a little thought, I thought, um, well, that ain't me. Um... And uh, it's, it's pretty heavy stuff. And so right away, um, I was reminded of something that Jesus said in Mark chapter 10, verse 18. He said this, uh, Why do you call me good, Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. So we want to establish that from the beginning, okay? As we talk about goodness and the, the good or the goodness that God is growing in us, uh, truthfully, only God is good. And um, that doesn't mean that there's not goodness growing in us. Doesn't mean that we can't be good. But literally, um, in its you know pure form, goodness belongs to God. Um, yet from that definition, um, I think we also begin to see that as we grow spiritually and walk with Jesus, that He does start to grow these things in us. Um, But there's also even kind of a level of distinction that I think is important for us to understand. So I put up on the screen a moment ago, purity, righteousness, godliness. Um, Pretty big words. Um, So one of the things that um, I want to say now and I want to come back to at the end is that when we trust in Jesus Christ... Um, we find not only that perhaps there's these changes going on inside of us um, as we grow, and there's some goodness that kind of happens in us, but ultimately, um, when you do believe in Jesus and when you begin to walk with him and he begins working in your life, um, that, that God sees you now as pure and as righteous and as godly. Not because of your actions, but because of his actions. And so ultimately what we're saying is that God already sees us in a way that very often we don't see ourselves. Are you with me? And so there's this sense of, 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 you know, God is almost kind of creating something in us that he already sees. It's kind of cool. 
Um, you know, now I would guess that if you've been, you know, at a spiritual journey for a while, um, especially in, in faith in Jesus Christ, you've begun to see maybe some of your attitudes changing. And maybe there is kind of more goodness in your life that you're experiencing. And, you know, we begin to, you know, we begin to see that the way we look at people and um, look at, you know, our own decision-making sometimes shifts. One of the things I sometimes say is that, is that when people come to Lighthouse and they begin their journey, one of the first things I notice is their, their language begins to clean up a little bit. Interesting, because we start to maybe be a little more careful about the words we use. Our words become gooder. <laughs> Don't write me if you're an English teacher. Yeah, um, You know, we, th- there's kind of a, a, a goodness that begins to grow inside of us. Uh, one thing we've learned is that part of what God does in our lives is awakens in us well, through Jesus and his Holy Spirit things that he put into us when we were created. Um, I love that image. Um, in other words, um, you have been created in God's image. Turn and tell somebody you've been created in God's image. That means that you have been created good. Turn and tell somebody I'm good. Not only are you good, but when God created you, he said you are very good. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So here's the deal. Um, when we talk about goodness being a fruit of the Spirit, in other words, the Spirit is creating in us, inside and out, this goodness that's in us, what God is doing is actually kind of bringing to life what he's already put in there. That's pretty, pretty neat. I mean, he's, he's awakening something that is already in there. In other words, the goodness of God is already in you. just want you to know that. We're going to come back to that as well. Um, one of the promises that I want to give to you in, in how God works, you know, in, in good ways in our life comes from Romans chapter 8. And so um, if you want to kind of see how the promises and the blessings of God flow, flow through us in his love and goodness, turn with me to Romans chapter 8. Uh, there should be some page numbers up there. There should be Bibles around you if you'd like to use one of the church Bibles. And um, I love this, I love all of chapter 8 of the book of Romans, but love this section I'm going to read from. And I I just wanted you to see it, Um, maybe come back to it this week, because some of you might need to hear a little bit about how God is working in your life today, um, even if you don't feel like it. So in verse 26, it says this, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. I just want to pause really quick there because that's such a profound statement. Um, If you ever felt like life is so out of control or so bad right now, I don't even know what to pray for. Um, Has anybody else ever been there? Um, Okay, four of us. All right. Um, So I, I remember being there. 
And um, I remember going back to these words that, um, you know, man, when I don't even, my, my life is such a mess, I don't even know what to pray for. Um, I can hold on to the promise that, that God knows what I need to pray for. And the Holy Spirit literally is kind of working on my behalf. That's, that's amazing. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the what? Good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. In other words, God is continually working for our good. Um, Sometimes it's easy to doubt that. Sometimes we might question that. What I want you to know is that God is continually working for your good. Um, That God has created you good. God has created you very good. He has redeemed you and is awaking goodness in you. And as he grows goodness in your life, you know, just kind of lean in towards him because he's going to continue to bring good to us. Um, now, there are a couple of other definitions that, that um, might be also important for us to, to think about from a biblical standpoint, um, definitions of the word good or goodness. Biblically, goodness can also mean loving, kind, compassionate, tolerant, forgiving, and merciful. My guess is those are some of the words that you thought of first when you heard, oh, we're going to talk about goodness today. Um, Because they're action words, right? Um, When I see this list or when I think about goodness being defined in this way, um, right away I have this like overwhelming sense of, well, that ain't me some days, but it is Jesus. So even here um, we see, well, that's, that's what Jesus looks like. You know, that's the kind of life that Jesus lived. And, you know, one of the things that I, I tell you all the time is that, is that if you kind of want to measure whether you're growing spiritually, look at Jesus and see if your life is looking more and more like his. Jesus, we might say, lived a good life, a life that we would want to emulate. And so, um, you know, am I loving more like Jesus? Am I kind more like Jesus was kind? Am I compassionate like Jesus? Am I tolerant like Jesus? Am I forgiving? Am I merciful? Ah. Now, we might be able to add other things to that. Can I set healthy boundaries like Jesus was able to? You know, can I, can I navigate some of the, 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 you know, the, the sinful, difficult um, situations and people in my life like Jesus was able to? I mean, it's, it's kind of a rich meaning. But, but Jesus is the model of a good life. As a fruit of the, fruit of the Spirit, um, this, is, this is the goodness, I think, that the Holy Spirit is growing. Um, I want you to grab a Bible one more time and turn to Galatians chapter 6. Uh, Galatians chapter 6. And uh, I just kind of wanted to share these words with you as well today um, from Paul, the, you know, the same author who wrote uh, the, the verses that we read from Romans. Um, so I want to begin at verse 7. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature and harvest decay and death from their sinful nature. Those who live 
uh, to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, why should uh, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Um, so let, let's just kind of talk about that for a second because um, sometimes I think um, we get confused when the Bible says um, we should do this or we shouldn't do that. Um, when that's recorded in the Bible, the reason why it's there is because God just wants what's best for you and for me. And so um, here's what he's saying. He's saying if you... Um, if you are a person who has good actions in your life, um, your life is going to go gooder. Does that make sense? You're going to get back what you put in. How many of you know that to be true? Yeah. And so, um, you know, if, if we focus on on the good things that God is creating in our life, the good things that God is growing in our life. Um, he says, you know, do, just be about doing good things because then your life is going to be better. You're going to discover kind of the blessings that come from, you know, living more and more like Jesus. You know, I asked, uh, I asked our staff on Tuesday uh, this last week, to define good or goodness. And it was an interesting discussion. I had to share with you a couple of the things that they said. Um, one of the first things that somebody said is, you know, they, some of these fruits seem to overlap. Like we talked about kindness last week. Mark talked about kindness. And, and it's almost like, um, you know, if I was to define kindness or goodness, I would say, well, goodness is kind, you know, to, to people. And so there, there's some overlap in these. Um, somebody else uh, said, you know, something that we, we learn in the rooms of recovery um, when we're trying to kind of live one day at a time, um, one moment at a time, uh, just learn to do the next right thing, right? Don't worry about things down the road. How, how about just do the next right thing? It's kind of a good, good principle, uh, somebody else said the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And then somebody said this one. I'm still struggling with this one, um, by the way. Somebody said, um, goodness is when we, when we do things with unselfish motives. And I thought, man, I'm wondering if, if my motives are ever completely unselfish. Um, still thinking about that one. Maybe you can think about that too, too this week. Um, you know, because there's something right about that. Um, but I'm not sure that I'm quite there. Jesus seems to act a lot with unselfish motives. One thing that I realized in my preparation is that Jesus begins to change how I define a good day or a not so good day. And I would wonder, I wonder if that is true for you as well. Um, as we grow spiritually, our thinking begins to change and how we see things. And it's possible that now how I see what I would consider a good day is different than when I didn't have Jesus. Or days when I seem to kind of turn my back on Jesus. 
So maybe this is a measure, measure of our own growth in goodness. So for example, apart from Jesus, um, a good day was all about me. Um, my needs being met, my motives being accomplished. A bad day is about me um, and the things that I'm trying to control. In Jesus, a good day is often defined by getting outside of myself and serving others or helping others or fellowshipping with others or by being part of what God is doing in the world. And so a not-so-good day is when I struggle with my own sinful nature and self-will. And it's like, I can have multiple changes between a good day and a bad day in a day. Yeah? And so I'm just going to encourage you to kind of think about that a little bit. You know, what, what really deep down is a good day for you? I am finding as I'm growing spiritually that, that the days that are best, the days that are good are days when somehow it, it feels like God is working and I'm, I'm, I'm part of that. Um, I also would say this. A good day, I think, is when I get to experience goodness um, when I'm just in God's presence. And, and so I don't always have to be doing something or serving. That sometimes it's okay um, to... We talked about this when we talked about joy. Sometimes it's okay to just enjoy the blessings and the beauty and the goodness of life. And that can be a good day. Um, I told you that, um, or some of you know, that a couple of weeks ago, uh, we left town, my wife and I, Beth, and we went to Duluth um, for a few days. And uh, when we were there, um, we uh, got to uh, spend a little time down in the harbor. I love Duluth because it's so different than living here and a lot of cool stuff. By the way, the weather was really weird because like one day it was almost 60, next day it was almost 80, the next day it was 38, and uh, 40 mile per hour winds. But uh, the day it was nearly 80, um, there was no wind. I'd never been in Duluth with no wind. And we sat um, by the harbor, and um, Lake Superior was like glass. I'd never seen it like that before. Literally, nothing was moving. And, uh, and so, um, if you've ever been there, they have this boardwalk, and they have benches along the boardwalk. So, one of the things we did is we just sat there in the sun for a while, and uh, enjoyed the view, um, enjoyed, you know, the company of, of each other, and just enjoyed um, kind of what God had created. That was a good day. That was a good day. You with me? Sometimes it's okay to just simply, you know, find goodness in your life. Um, not because you're doing something, but because of what God has done around you and in you. And I think we all need that. <laughs> in fact, Psalm 27 verse 13 says this. It says, I am confident. I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wonderful verse. 
wonderful verse. I would also say that I experience God's goodness um, and um, just goodness growing inside of me when I'm here um, with you. And uh, I kind of want to just say that um, there is something, um, especially if you are new to this, this thing, um, there is something, I think, powerful about being part of God's family and part of a community where um, we worship and where we learn and where we grow, but where there's also um, acceptance um, and where we can know that we can be ourselves and uh, we're going to be okay. You with me? I mean, there's something good about that. I, if you haven't experienced that, um, I hope you do. So here's what I want to spend the last um, few minutes of our time together on. Is um, I know that we need to talk about this. Um, I know that we need to talk about the fact that for many of us in this room, um, it might be the case that you don't feel very good. Or you know that feeling. And um, let's just kind of admit something. Um, we have done some bad things in our lives. Uh, and, you know, we continue to do bad things, continue to struggle, continue to make bad decisions, selfish decisions. And there are things like addictions and addictive behaviors and mental health issues and compulsive behaviors and sinful actions that just continue to plague us. Um, perhaps even control us sometimes. And today, in my talking about good and goodness, um, you might feel, how could I ever be good? How could I ever be good enough? Good enough for God? Or maybe you grew up being told you're never going to be good enough for anything, much less God in your life. And so um, if you're kind of in that place right now, I want to talk to you specifically, okay? Because what I want to say is that um, I know that power really well. And it's called shame. And um, it can be a life-controlling thing. And shame is not of God, my friends. It is not of God. And it's not what this place is about. So I just kind of want to say... Um, you know, as an opportunity maybe for somebody to hear this for the first time, uh, one of the blessings of my own journey into recovery um, has been that I've come to some peace, not complete peace, but I've come to some peace uh, with the fact that I am a human, human being really no different than anybody else. And that I'm going to struggle and I'm going to make bad decisions um, and that I'm still capable of doing selfish and hurtful things. 
And um, I should, you know, at least wrestle, and you should at least wrestle to some degree with the reality that um, on this side of eternity, um, you are human. And that there's going to be times when we don't feel good. And what I find and have found in my journey and I continue to go back to is that the goodness of God does not condemn me and it does not condemn you. Um, The goodness of God forgives you. It helps pick you up. It helps clean you up. It helps correct you. And it can help guide you. And what I want you to hear um, is that you are good um, not because of your actions. I understand that. You are good because the God who created you is good. And you are good because the God who created you good has put goodness inside of you. And you are good because the God who created you good and put goodness inside of you has redeemed you and is beginning to stir that goodness in your life in a way that will give you some hope and will give you something to hang on to that will begin to guide you into a new way. God's desire for us is to learn from our struggles. In Jesus, he will use them to reshape your goodness and character. Your bad decisions, your, your struggles are only going to define them if you let them define you. What I'm here today to tell you is that Um, In this place, we define ourselves not by what our actions have been or our struggles have been, but by what God has created and what God is doing in our lives. That there is indeed a good, good Father, and he loves you more than you will ever know. He has created you in his image with goodness inside of you. He knows your struggles. In his infinite wisdom, he came as his one and only son, Jesus Christ, and he died on the cross for you. And on the cross, he took your sin, he took your struggles, he took, you know, all the bad that somehow we kind of get stuck in in our life, and he gives to us his purity, his righteousness, and his godliness. And what that means is that when God looks at us, when Jesus is in our heart, is he sees Jesus in you. He, do, he doesn't see the, the, the things that you and I see. He doesn't even see the scars. He sees what Jesus is doing in your life. And so my, my hope is that you will hold on to the promise that no matter what it is you're going through or you've gone through, that God loves you where you're at and just simply wants to begin to work in your life and will lead you to a gooder life. <laughs> will lead you to a gooder life.